Well, now it's time for some music and, first of, a voice we lost. I love to speak with Leonard. He's a sportsman and a shepherd. He's a lazy bastard living in a suit. But he does say what I tell him, even though it isn't welcome. He just doesn't have the freedom to refuse. He will speak these words of wisdom like a sage, a man of vision, though he knows he's really nothing but the brief elaboration of a tube. Going home without my son. Well, now, that's the unmistakable voice of the late Leonard Cohen. Stuart Clark, deputy editor of Hot Press, has been listening to that album and to lots of other albums uh, dating from the last decade. And he's taken upon himself to give us his top five. Stuart Clark, good morning. There was a lot of agonising, Pat. It's a very subjective list. I mean, which Westlife record do you choose? (laughs) Uh, I chose none in the end. Uh, Yeah, Leonard Cohen's decade started rather badly. He was in his Zen Buddhist monastery. Uh, and got word that his manager ripped him off to the tune of $5 million. That was back on the road. His retirement fund, so great for us. Back on the road, and he made four wonderful albums, starting with Old Ideas and that tune uh, Going Home. I was talking to the Webb sisters, who are part of his entourage, and it's really rather sweet. They were saying whenever there was a pause on the tour bus, Leonard would look wistful and go, remember that night at Lizardell? That was singularly his favourite concert of his whole career, playing close to Yates's grave, which he visited earlier in the day. And let's remember the great John Reynolds, who brought Leonard to Ireland on several occasions. So thank you, John, for that. So that's uh, in fifth position. Yes. Um, someone who's kind of out of the news for the moment, except for weight loss, uh, and she definitely deserves her place. Starting in my heart, reaching a fever pitch, and it's bringing me out the dark. See you crystal clear Go ahead and sell me out And I'll lay your ship back See how I'll leave With every piece of you Don't underestimate The things that I will do There's a fire Starting in my heart Reaching a fever pitch And it's bringing me out the dark Rolling in the deep, the unmistakable sound of Adele. I wouldn't have thought Adele was your cup of tea, but you put her there at number four. Why? It's just a phenomenon. Nobody sells 30 million records anymore. I was speaking to Martin Mills, who signed her to XL, and I said, Martin, did you know she'd sell records? He went, oh, yes, yeah, I, I knew she'd sell 30,000, 300,000, but not 30 million, because you can't create the relationship between an artist and the fans. People either buy into you or they don't. There's something quite girl next door about, like Amy mm-hmm. Winehouse and Ed Sheeran. 
but also, you know, that voice is otherworldly. When she went to America at first, people were expecting a black lady to walk into the studio because the voice is so classic kind of soul and funk. Uh, I thought at one stage she might go the same way as Amy. She was struggling, but she had the smarts to kind of drop out, have a bit of time to herself. New album due this year. Um, she kind of set the bar pop-wise for the Ed Sheerans and the Taylor Swifts. Now, I, I could have chosen Beyonce and Rihanna. Apologies to fans of them. But I think Adele just really was a, a one-off. OK, well, this is more uh, to be expected from Stuart Clark, the Arctic Monkeys. I'm up a bit on Come to find you for a silver every morning is too late. She's a silver lining, lone ranger riding through an open space in my mind when she's not right beside me. Now explain why you picked this one. A lot of indie guitar bands make the same record five times. But they've kept evolving. And like Radiohead, you're never too sure what you're gonna get from Arctic Monkeys until the record arrives on your desk. Um, they've kept pushing the envelope sonically, working with interesting people like Josh Hum. Also, Alex Turner is a lyrical genius, a big Johnny Cooper Clark fan. It shows their one act plays, and I think in 50 years' time, we'll listen back and go, that was Britain in that decade. Uh, and at number two, Kendrick Lamar. Much a dollar really costs. The question is detrimental. Paralyzed in my thoughts. Parasites in my stomach keep me with a gut feeling, y'all. Gotta see how I'm chilling once I park this luxury car. Hopping out, feeling big as new tempo. 20 or pump six. Don't be my sellers, call me Dumbo. 20 years ago, came from Kit. Now I can lend them my era too. How to stack these residuals tenfold. The liberal concept that men do. 2006, you didn't hear me. Indigenous African only spoke Zulu. My American tongue was married. Walked out the gas station, a homeless man with a city tank. Sorry, what did he say? <laughs> <laughs> now, Kanye fans will disagree, but the greatest rapper of the decade. There's no yoing or hoeing or bitching, just biting social commentary. Hip hop was becoming heavy metal. There were rules. And Kendrick came along and just went, nah. There's a lot of old funk on there. There's jazz and so much experimentation. And interestingly, you two and David Bowie were very much taking notes. And finally, your number one album of the decade. Yes. Look up here, I'm in heaven. I've got scars that can't be seen. I've got drama can't be stolen Everybody knows me now I mean, a man who knows he's dying, look up, I'm in heaven. As <laughs> I, I well every time I hear that. What I think is a wonderful mental image, and his son Duncan was saying, was about three days before he died, David was, was, was quite well, he wasn't in pain, sat up in bed with the New York Times, reading the arts pages, five stars out of five stars, and going, almost, Major Tom, mission accomplished. <laughs> and it was, you know, he wanted to, to, to avoid rock and roll cliche, and he did. He was very taken with Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly. 
so many layers. I mean, I'm still discovering things. It's not an everyday record. It's, it's uneasy listening. But if you leave it for three or four months and go back to it, it yields something new. He changed my life. He really did. He was my all-time hero. And to sign out on that kind of a high... It makes his loss easier to accept. Did you get to meet your hero? Oh, my God, I did. And I told him, Mr. Bowie, you changed my life. And he said, well, how was that? I said, well, Ziggy Stardust, Top of the Pops. And he went, he looked at me in the eyes and said, that was our moment in time, wasn't it? I was like, ah, that's exactly what I wanted I from David to all Bowie. The girls. To all the boys, yeah. But a wonderful man. What a great record. Well, Stuart, um, another year beckons. Um, what do you predict for 2020? Um, Who's going to be big? Blah, blah, blah. There's a load of people we'll talk about on Friday. Irish hip-hop is going to explode. I'm hearing 16-year-old kids in bedrooms in New Ross producing the most amazing music. So I think it's going to get very urban over the next 12 months. We'll reflect upon that in a few days' time. All right. Stuart Clark, Deputy Editor of Hot Press, thank you very much.